Hello and welcome to or welcome back to a runner's life podcast. I'm the host Marcus Brown. I've gone from a 455 marathon down to running a sub three hour marathon. The idea of this podcast is to explore what a runner's life is by speaking to runners and experts to learn from their experiences and to expand on our own boundaries of what a runner's life could represent. If you want to get updates on the podcast or want to see what I'm up to, follow me on Instagram at a runner's life underscore podcast and at the marathon Marcus, all one word. If you find value in the show, please subscribe and share it with your community and leave a rating on your podcast platform that you use as it helps the podcast grow. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash a runner's life. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's head to the conversation. Today's guest was not a runner before moving to the United States. Since school, she didn't like running and believed that running wasn't for someone like her. Just because at the start she couldn't run without stopping. She started running to lose weight and had no goals to run farther than 5k. But she progressed to run 40 minutes without stopping. Then she decided to train for a 10k, then half marathon, then a full marathon. She finished her first full marathon in 4 hours, 4 minutes and 4 seconds. And afterwards she set a goal to achieve a Boston qualifying time. Fast forward a few years, she is now a Boston qualifier, a 304 marathoner a certified running coach and she uses her own life experiences to help her athletes fall in love with running and get faster and go further. Lobov, welcome to a Runner's Life podcast. Hi Marcus, thank you so much for this uh, amazing introduction. <laughs> your story is so inspiring and put some of my listeners sort of point me towards your your Instagram page. I was just like, wow, like this is incredible. And actually when I look at it, like, there's quite a few similarities in terms of our running journeys, which I want to get into as well really grateful that you're on the podcast yeah thank you i'm so thrilled and uh, so excited to to share my story and talk about uh, your story as well good stuff what is one important skill that you think everyone should have i think uh, patience patience is very important because uh you know we start so many things and uh, when we don't see your progress we may want to um just quit but it is not the way we always have to patiently try uh, to do things and uh, see if we can succeed in them. Yeah, patience, consistency, they're kind of like the, the groundwork really to progress. Yep, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, currently reading that book called uh, Greet and uh, it uh, it talks about uh, like how, like what, what greet is and it's kind of like, uh how uh, how dedicated you are to the things you do and how long you stay with the one thing and the, what i noticed that before started uh before i started running i wasn't consistent in anything that i started because uh i went to salsa class classes like latin american dances i went to karate i went to different kind of aerobics fitness and uh I, I quit them all and running is the only thing that I stay consistent to and that kind of like inspires me to move forward with it. I think though once you find your thing you know you can sort of progress and whether it's like martial arts or dance or running it's like the same kind of processes really isn't it the dedication to be excellent takes time and but you've got to love it. 
Yes, definitely. And uh, I mean, and also like when you reach uh, like certain little goal, it, it, it can keep you curious about what you can do next. Yeah, exactly. And what is one of your favorite sayings or quotes? Probably never give up and always believe in yourself. I think that self-belief one is such an important thing. And I think running for me definitely almost is like a mirror, if that makes sense. It kind of reveals the strengths that you have. I think the more I do it, the more I get from it. But at the start, it's hard to sort of see it, but you, you sort of trust the process. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, running is a very powerful thing. And the more uh, you, you said, it's so amazing. Like the more you put in it, the more it will give back to you. Yeah, absolutely. What is the best piece of advice or lessons that you've been given or taught? That I I, I shouldn't compare my progress to anyone else' progress uh, because um, everyone's journey is unique, and uh, everyone comes comes from different backgrounds. And everyone has uh, different uh, goals. And even in some uh, part of your, like, whatever journey you take, you may want to compare yourself at some people who kind of, like, look like at a similar level as you are. And then you start comparing. And that's not the way you should do. Comparison. Um, so the only person you should be comparing yourself to is uh, the one you want to become the one you like or the one that you were yesterday yeah i like that because that's sort of focusing on what you can control isn't it because when you start comparing things to other people like you say you just don't know what factors that they've got that you have or you don't have and also you just don't know what other people are going through in their lives as well i mean you can look at someone they could tell you something but you just don't know what they're going through yeah definitely 100 percent agree with that do you listen to music while you run uh, I don't. Uh, so okay. usually, um, usually I like uh, just tune in, like listen to my stride, uh, follow my pace, my uh, like listen to my heart rate. Uh, uh, yeah, just keep going. And then also like lately, uh, I've started listening to books while I was running. And then what I noticed that uh, it's uh, after like running with book and then running without book. I'm losing this uh, ability of uh, patience of running when it's not going well. So I prefer to stick with uh, nothing in my ears while I'm running just because it uh, it helps you with this mental aspect to go further and just challenge your mind not to be bored with whatever you do if it's not going well or something. Just, uh, you know, like... Uh, try to um, learn from the experience and learn how to overcome um, hard pieces by itself, one-on-one, -on -one, just you and running. I like that. It's, it's being more mindful of the conversations that you're having with yourself and learning to trust yourself more. Yes, yes, something like that. <laughs> no, I can relate to that because I think you, once you're definitely like in the moment, for example, and you, it's like muscle memory, isn't it? You remember what something feels like in terms of like a pace or whatever. And I remember when I did my last marathon and it got tough towards the end, I'd just say to myself, okay, let's not look at the, the watch because you're slowing down a bit and you know it. 
but if you just go on what you feel is is the pace that you can you know what I mean that you train for just go by that and just go by feel and that's easy to dial into because obviously you know, like you say you you've practiced that in the build up yes it's uh, it's also like you got to like learn how to uh, trust yourself and how to be a one on one with yourself and uh, how to like uh, if it's going hard like how to make it work because um it's kind of like when you listen to something you keep your mind busy and it's easier for you on a given moment but then when the hard time comes it's um, you're not as strong as you're supposed to be yeah i agree with that i think and the thing is is like the person that you spend the most time with, with is yourself so all those thoughts or you know the uh, healthy and unhealthy thoughts you have to kind of really know what is serving you what's not serving you and you can't really do that sometimes if you're just being distracted yes uh, everything everything takes uh, practice and uh, uh, so i've been listening a lot lately to this champions Ma- mind app that's kind of like a, for mental training uh, there is a lot of like self talk and different like um topic from sports psychology and uh, like uh, those cognitive distortion things which they call uh, stinking thinking and how to work with uh, all those uh, little things uh, and how to code them and reverse them like the same like negative thinking how to recognize it and how to work with it and uh, i find it kind of like like a game you know just to play with yourself and make yourself better person just learn how to identify those things and start working with them uh for example today on my run i didn't have a good good running day it didn't feel um it didn't feel like super easy for some reason it felt very hard my body resisted for some reason but then i was just me and my pace and i was like okay i'm going to do my, the best i can and i would just keep telling myself you got to do it the best you can you are doing the best what you can on a given certain situation and uh, then i ended up doing it not as bad as i thought i would do it on like uh based on what what it started like but i like that because when it came up it was hard and you weren't saying to your body you know this is you know it, it denying it you were saying it is hard but you just like just take the next next best step you know i can do hard things type thing in a different sort of mindset so it's like you just basically spoke back to that that part of you yes and you spoke about mental training and there's something i've been thinking about recently on one hand you, we can look at mental training and say you know there's these steps you know to to get to this level but i'm sort of thinking does what's more important the physical side or the mental training i kind of think now, I mean, I'm sort of ask, asking the question, but I want to see what your thoughts are as well. That the mental toughness comes from doing the work. I don't think the, it's the other way around. Like you can just wish your way or think your way to be a stronger runner. I think it's uh, kind of like um, you can't say which one is uh, more important. It's just like a, they're complementing each other. So uh, there is a lot of debate going on, like. Um, it's either a person supposed to have a talent or it, or the person can like uh, have a greed and work with the mental things and uh, get uh, like to the like elite level of 
whatever you do, right? And uh, uh, you're supposed to have certain sense of physical abilities and uh, you have to put work on just because if you will just do pure mental training, uh, like the work will not be done by itself. Uh, but also like if you will be doing physically and then something wrong will be going on with your mind, uh, it, it doesn't matter how, how, how talented you are, you will not be able to achieve great things. So you need to be working like on both of them and uh, your mind as well as your body needs to be trained kind of equally. And, uh, and, and it takes um, hard work. They say like it's a mental muscle that needs to be trained the same as a as a physical muscle, and I'm a huge believer in that because I see how it works. I see how it affect affects my um, my training, uh, like with the different sets of what I have in my mind. Uh, like for example, today I woke up uh, in a good feeling, but then my body was telling me something wrong. But then I tried to. Uh, you know, change the situation, uh, in, uh, incorporating some mental things. And uh, it was better than it could have been if, if I would let my negative thinking uh, go, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it, it's it's so interesting to hear your thoughts. And it's been something that I've been thinking about. I think you're right. They do complement each other. And I think it's kind of it's hard to sort of say which is more important because some people say it's this percentage or that percentage but for me one of the things that I think really helped me uh, with my running was I remember speaking with a sports psychologist and a guy called Duncan Roster and he was basically saying to me that one of the exercises we did way back when and I didn't really realize actually the significance until recently was he'd be like just go for a run for a week and just write down all your healthy and unhealthy thoughts and you'd be surprised like how much of a kicking as people we give ourselves and then you come back and you're like man I can't believe I was this harsh to myself during it so <laughs> you spend a week doing that and then afterwards I, was, I think it gives you more awareness not like saying like the next week you're kind of you you're above pain but you kind of know that these thoughts are part of the process like healthy and unhealthy thoughts they come and they go but you have a choice how you respond to it like you said before there's no person that can sort of say I'm above this level of discomfort it's just you're in it and it's just how you respond back to it. Right, right. It is very important like to identify and acknowledge what's going on and then see if you can improve that. That's a, that's a cool thing. I should incorporate uh, that into my uh, routine because I just recently thought about, um, I've been reading about this uh, uh, cognitive distortions things yeah. and uh uh, I was thinking like, okay, let me see if I could caught myself in like doing that. And then every time I caught myself on doing that, I should journal it. So yeah. that's a good idea. It's amazing when you get that point, because it's not that those thoughts ever go away, but it's like you said, you, you short circuit that point of just letting it just drift in your subconscious. And you can just be like, okay, this is that. And then move forward. And it's an amazing thing that you can do in just like running and life. Because you just imagine even outside of running, not speaking about you specifically, but just as people generally, like we've always heard that sort of phrase of like, would you speak to yourself like how you'd speak to your friends? You know, some some thoughts that people have about themselves are pretty dark. You wouldn't say that to someone like, for example, if you're getting ready to go out and you think oh, I look terrible, you wouldn't say to your friend, you look terrible, you shouldn't go out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we yeah. say it to ourselves. Yeah, as uh, one, uh, say, uh, one psychologist uh, said, Sean Stevenson, 
like if you would talk to your uh, to your friends the way you talk to yourself you wouldn't have any friends <laughs> exactly yeah which probably wouldn't be too bad now during lockdown because obviously no one's going out anyways <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so it's really interesting talking about the, that kind of mental side of, of running but for you what does the act of running mean running uh i don't know running it's kind of like it opens up for me new opportunities it gives me a sense of purpose it uh, it makes it, it makes me a happier person i feel more accomplished and uh, it's kind of like I can do more in life uh, things and I feel more confident because before I started running, I I didn't uh, think of myself as a confident person. I had so many insecurities and um, the more I started running, the, like especially distance, distance, it's kind of like like marathon. It's It has a, such a power in you. It is not just physical training. It's a mental training whether you want it or not just because you have to it it makes you mentally tougher uh because you are uh not battling just your physical uh pain uh like a certain moment uh but also like how to keep going uh right and then once you finish it you feel super accomplished and then it's kind of like okay wow i thought i couldn't i i couldn't be able to do it and then now i've done it and then maybe other things in life work as well. So it gives me like some kind of superpower. Do you know, I can totally relate to a lot of what you said there. What I got from what you said was on one hand, you know, running helps you feel more connected, more connected to yourself and the world that you inhabit. It also sort of shines like a mirror back to your inner self. It reminds you or it shows you that you know, it was before you might have thought, you know, you're not confident, but it actually shows you actually you're stronger than you actually, you probably knew before. And that, you know, gives you so much confidence. And it's not that, you know, life outside of running is any easier. I mean, life still ebbs and flows. But like you said, it gives you that mental toughness within running to know that you can do difficult things. So then you can take that into other areas of your life and you just know that even if it's like rocky outside, you know, life is ebbing and flowing, that you can still just, you know, take a, a breath take a pause and still kind of you know just take the next best step for whatever that is yeah definitely but on the other hand uh, running as itself also like can be like a roller coaster and then it's kind of like influence your life and how you feel and then from that perspective you have to like just keep doing what you're doing and not to get discouraged and not to let running affect your life. So it's kind of like, it's still about balance, you know, but it's a great addition, like in life, I think running. When you compare running to being like a roller coaster, in what ways do you mean? Uh, so um, like in running, it is not like the progress, uh, like um, always linear, you know, Sometimes you feel one day you feel good, the other day you don't feel as good, or maybe you can feel uh, for two weeks great. And then for one month, you feel that something is not right, something is not going, and then you just need to keep doing it and then trust the process, as you said before, and uh, just keep going. But also, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge as well. <laughs> like, 
uh, it is not always like that I wake up in the morning and uh, as much as I love running, it is not every single day that I am super excited to go on a run. <laughs> Sometimes I have to like do some pep talk to myself or, you know, just uh, force myself to uh, wear the clothes and just uh, step outside or get into the car, you know, happens. Yeah, I think you, you, what you said there is so important. Like, for example, like you're not always going to be whooping and clicking your heels. And be like, yes, I can't wait to do that 20 mile run today. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But once you've done it, you kind of you feel a lot better. But for for doing it, yes, yeah, like you said, it's not a linear thing. And like for example, from a couple of my marathons last year, you know, there's some things that happen during or afterwards. And you're thinking, oh man, like oh, that's really tough. And but then when you move into next races you actually take the lessons from those experiences and they've actually helped me so for example when i did my recent race like a lot of the lessons i learned from the pre- previous races from last year actually helped me in terms of like managing the weather managing fueling and that kind of stuff so it's like you said it's not linear and at the time sometimes it's hard to sort of see it as, as anything but negative until afterwards that you can sort of step back and be like oh actually that part of the journey helped me get to this part and as well. Yeah, everything is uh, is an experience. It's just if uh, I would recall, like, not every my marathon is uh, an amazing marathon, you know. I had one time a uh, really discouraging marathon when, uh, you know, like, I've been progressing. Like, I ran my 404 marathon, then I ran uh, Boston qualifier, and then I was like, okay, maybe I can improve it and I can do the amazing things. And then it was not like that. After running 327 marathon, I ran like, I don't know, 350 marathon, and that was like, okay, that's like not cool. And it, it yeah. took a car just to finish that marathon because I was like, should I finish it at all if it's not going well? But then I found the courage like to finish it, and that was victory of itself and then um it it took lots of work for me like to accept it you know but i learned from it i learned from it definitely i can imagine that being like one of your whys and one of the things that you can tap into like you say when there's for example i'm sure there's many whys that you run but like if you're getting through a tough run you'd be like that time when i did this and you can sort of dip into that i can imagine Obviously, that's retrospectively looking at it as opposed to at the time, you're just like, this is awful. <laughs> but now you can probably look back at it with a bit more like, okay, well, I know I can dig deep when I need to. Yeah, and it, it is probably about every single experience in our life, like most of most of them, right? So you like when you experience something bad happening to you, uh, you're like, whoa, this like what can be good in it, right? But then uh, after some time, you look back and you see like, okay, I needed that. So it will lead me to where I am today. Like, because I wouldn't be like uh, that person if I didn't have that experience. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It all makes you who you are, basically, all those experiences. And yeah, looking back, it's easy to sort of see it. But in the moment, like you said, it it can be quite tricky. yeah Uh, like you said have patience trust the process like you've said before so and i totally agree with that yeah uh and uh uh, how many marathons have you ran do you know i've actually stopped counting (laughs) i I think i'm in the 20s oh wow i kind of see it like before my coach and after my coach so i took me probably about eight tries to get sub four 
And then after that, I was not really respecting the process, if that makes sense. I was just doing a lot of, it's just more brute force than anything else. It wasn't really consistent. And I was getting a lot of injuries and not doing the things in the way that I know now. So it's not until I started working my coach a couple of years ago that things kind of started really improving. But it's one of those things that, you know, you don't know what you don't know at the time. If I knew what I knew at the time, then things would have been different. But then at the same time, it gives me a massive appreciation when you break sub three after running Hamilton races. It's more satisfying than breaking it in the first race. Yeah, I bet. I mean, this is a an amazing breakthrough. Like, this is a massive change what you achieved, and uh, it keeps me inspiring. You know, because with this uh, COVID year, it's like it's so hard to uh, stay motivated, and it's so easy to lose a hope. But then, like when I saw what you achieved, I was like, okay, this is a reminder. Like. I should keep going. I should keep working on on my goals. Yeah, totally. And like you said about motivation, and even before about you know it, it you know sometimes like you're not always like you know up for running. I feel exactly the same. You know, there's times during the year you're doing your easy runs, and it's just day in day out. As much as running gives you something to, that enriches your life, there are some days where you're just like oh, it is an effort to to do certain things. So, I mean, for those, I know you've spoken about it before, when your athletes that you coach come to you and sort of are saying like, we're struggling during 2020 or just to keep motivated or you know, just to keep the focus. I mean, what do you say back to them? So uh, those people who uh, started working with me this year or like recently, uh, they are, uh, you know, start working with me just to have a accountability because right now it's so hard to, uh, be just by yourself it's yeah. like so hard like to hold yourself accountable and uh, uh, yeah we just uh, keep working on them like to improve in things that we can improve right now so some people are working on uh, some virtual races goals some people just uh, doing some time trials and uh, because you need to be ready when the races will come back because uh, if you will stop working, you will lose that time. And then you will have to build up, uh, like it will take some time to get back to the level you left at. So it's very important right now to keep working on things that you can be working in, even if you will be doing like less work, it's better than no work. Yeah, it's just like keeping that, keeping it going, keeping a routine, I imagine is important especially in a difficult moment like this. Yeah, and the accountability. So this year, also like uh, in August, uh, it happened that uh, me and my coach, we got separated. And I was like, okay, that's an opportunity for me to be self-coach, again, self-coaching again, you know? And um, I was like, okay, let's do this. I've done it before. I'm, I'm going to be cool. Nope. Like two, about like two months. Uh I, I found that it's a big struggle and I cannot hold myself accountable. And it's a, so hard like to coach yourself uh, also like at the level I am right now. And uh, like, uh, how do I know if I'm like right to myself because I cannot see myself from the other side. I cannot be like a fair, I cannot give myself a fair judgment. And uh, once I got a new coach, 
um, uh, with whom I've been working for like past uh, three and a half weeks. Uh, it's like, oh my God, this is such a blessing because I feel so much free and I just need to do the work. And uh, like when you have a person who gives you like a different perspective of what you are doing, uh, it's, it's, it makes a huge difference. So I think it's very important to have like a, like a person who will hold you accountable, who will support you and motivate you. Yeah. And like you said, you can self-coach and there's many people that do do it. But I think on the other side, like you said, like sometimes when you coaching yourself, the advice that you probably would give other people and yourself, there's like a blur because obviously you can't be as objective sometimes with yourself as with other people. Someone came to you and said, like, I'm working and I've got to do this and, and I need to do the session. You'd be like, no, you can't because obviously this is happening you know you'd be more objective whereas yourself you might be like oh it's a bit of a gray area <laughs> should i should i push or, or do you know what i mean so yeah and uh like from my personal experience i can like prescribe myself some stupid things to do just because yeah. <laughs> because i'm not i'm not doing the fair judgment <laughs> and then, like where i'm going yeah exactly and you know you've inspired a lot of people not just on instagram but people close to you i mean your mum has been super inspired by what you've done can you sort of tell us a little bit about that yes definitely so um yeah so when i moved from ukraine to us i got super excited about like all the variety of food and uh, the portions and uh, like different kind of cuisines and uh, and you know back in ukraine people don't don't take food with you from the restaurant and uh, it's here in us like where people uh it's okay like to eat some and you can take half back right but yeah. um in ukraine it, it didn't seem like proper to do yeah. that and i didn't know about us so we had to eat everything we ordered and we ordered a lot and uh i ended up like gaining a lot of weight in a short period of time and uh, uh it was like not good i didn't feel uh, not confident, not uh, physically capable. And that's where I started like incorporating, uh, experimenting with like different kind of uh, like dieting and exercising and running. And uh, yeah, after some time of trying, I found uh, like some program that I followed and it helped me uh, normalize my weight. And uh, it's kind of like, also like my mom got to the point, like, she, all her life she was uh, like very overweight and uh, she struggled like ever since she was like 30 something and she never felt confident I remember it like when I was little and um, uh, yeah so when we moved to US uh, and uh, I had my journey uh, she kind of like reached out to me and she was like um, I'm desperate I don't know when I would I don't know what to do and uh, I told her, like, I'm doing th those things. And uh, I think the first thing you should do, you should get scales. And uh, the one that shows you, like, fat percentage and uh, body, body mass and water and everything. And um, she was like, okay. And uh, she got those. And then uh, it showed error. And then she was like, I don't know what to do. It shows error. And uh, it showed error because, like, uh, the amount of fat 
uh, to the bo lean body mass was really bad. It didn't show it. And um, she kind of like uh, got upset. But then next day she called me and she was like, um, please tell me what should I do? And I gave her uh, several pieces of advice, like uh, the basics of what she should be doing. And then uh, she also like uh, found some good recipes somewhere online. And uh, I don't know, first time in her life, she got motivated and she moved farther than ever in her life before. And um, yeah, she keeps uh, so much healthier weight right now. She feels she feels more energy and she even signed up to go to the gym. And uh, occasionally she goes on the runs and she's um, uh, 59. So, uh, like, uh, change, like when you do some something, when you show example, it affects everyone around you. And the uh, same goes with my sister. She never had like much uh, weight problem or anything, but she didn't eat like super healthy, and uh, she never like was doing any exercises. Right now, going to the gym, it's her regular routine, and uh, she tries to keep like more conscious about like her food choices. The same goes with my husband. So we both lost a lot of weight, and we got into running, into into exercising. And um, I'll tell you what, like all my friends, well, many of my friends. At first, they were super resistant and skeptical about what I was doing. Uh, most, like many of them, ended up uh, changing their eating habits, and uh, some of them incorporated running in their lifestyle. Not marathons, but just regular exercises for health, which is quite impressive. And listening to what you said, listening to experiences of your mom and your sister, it almost seems like once you see someone that you know doing it, it almost flips the conversation in your own mind to oh if it's possible for them then it's obviously possible for me yeah definitely but also like along the way when you start doing something you know that people don't do it's also hard and uh, you will find lots of people who would tell you like uh, lots of things that uh, that d doesn't empower you and uh uh, it's hard just to move past that point. And uh, to be honest, I'm quite surprised how I was like dedicated to this running thing and uh, how I stick to this like healthy eating journey. And uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's build up my character. Because I was going to ask you that as a follow-up question, actually, was... Because with you being probably one of the first to think, oh, I'm actually going to make this change for myself with not many other people around you doing it and not in a supportive environment, like how did you how did you sort of deal with it? Because when I hear, you know, watching social media, a lot of people talk about motivation. But for me, if, if you're like starting a fire, for example, motivation would be like the kindling. Do you know what I mean? It starts the fire, it's a spark, but it's not the fuel that it keeps burning. So how did you what was the fuel for you that keep that fire burning and so to speak and when you know you didn't have evidence of you know maybe other people doing what you want to do and the days that you want to default back into your previous systems and ways of doing things I mean how did you talk back to that and kind of move forward with that so uh, yeah in the very beginning when I tried different things and incorporated running as well so the big thing is like what you eat 
what you eat is very important and then affects not just like how you feel but also like how you think like everything and uh when i got like this uh, so i got into the three months program uh that had like um like uh, suggestions of what I supposed to eat and what exercises I should supposed to do, and I combined it with a running training. And uh, so, like when you have some kind of accountability, it matters because I don't think like if I would do it just by myself, if I would just keep doing it, right? And um, also like along the way, uh, that was a time when I finished my uh, first 10k. And that was like a huge um, victory for me because I never thought I could get past like three or four kilometers. And then running 10K, it was like running a marathon. I don't know. It was like huge to me. And then uh, it started like firing me up like, okay, if I can run 10K, what if I could run half marathon? And then when I got to this, I ran half marathon, I was like, my whole life, I thought I couldn't be a runner. I hated running. And now I ran half marathon. What if I could run a marathon? And, you know, it just like keeps going. When you keep setting like little next goals, it keeps you motivated because uh, you need to know where you're going. If you don't have a, a destination, you will not move anywhere. Yeah. I think something that can get missed as well, if people listen to this, I want to go back to like you said is having that goal that focus is important but it seemed like you had systems in place to help you go towards that goal and like you know we're, we're all human sometimes you might fall off that system slightly but it seemed like you had that system in place to keep you accountable to help you start that goal and you know maintain what you needed to maintain uh yeah i mean like for example uh as for running i wouldn't just do random stuff I always, uh, even though in the beginning uh, and like uh, training for my first marathon, uh, even for Boston qualifier, I, I, I didn't have a coach before, but I, I followed uh, training plans that I strictly uh, did every single workout they said uh, it was written in the training plan. Because uh, if I would just be free doing some stuff, making my own plan plans, it wouldn't work. Uh, so you, you have to keep following something yeah and where do you think that came from i mean do you think that was always in you because i know you spoke about not being confident in some areas of your life but obviously you've got something about you where do you sort of think that came from uh i i don't know it just like um uh it's it, it's so hard to say just like uh the way i started running it kept giving me more confidence just because I've been accomplishing new things that I thought I was never capable of doing. And uh, it's a total breakthrough and like it transforms your mind, like, and the way you change your personality changes and uh, the more you accomplish things, the more confident you become. And it just uh, keeps me interesting. I don't know. It just, and also, like right now, for example, why I'm still doing what I'm doing, uh, it's because I I invested so much time into running and effort, and uh, after all, it it is empowers me. So I gotta keep try doing what I when I achieve, because 
sometimes you know i have those doubts like uh what if i'm not good enough what if i'm too old to achieve what i want to to achieve what if i don't have it in me but then i remember like those smart words from books and like from my thinking like um but what if uh how how would i know if i could achieve something if i will not try it i like that it's just talking back to those those doubts and those fears and just being like am i really gonna let the perceived fear stop me from actually trying and seeing what's possible yeah yeah and also like uh, like reading uh books about sports psychology about mental training uh about positive thinking it's motivational all that stuff it helps because when you get to this uh doubts and uh those negative thinking you kind of like memorizes some of the thoughts of smart people and knowledgeable people who research that stuff and uh, then you kind of like okay they, they they know something they they did researches so that must not be right at the moment what's happening in me yeah I mean, it's so inspiring to hear your story and, and i think it seems like it's just uh, little moments which basically build and build the confidence it, it wasn't just one moment where it arrived it was just you start and then you you build and it's not always like linear but you say you stick with it and you just you just build on the confidence that you've got but obviously like you said you know we all have challenging days days where we may or may not want to train but you know it's kind of talking back to it with a bit of compassion as well yeah uh yeah just uh, we need to keep doing uh, and we need to know why we are doing what we're doing because uh you know we are doing everything for some reason so like i know my why and i guess that's why it keeps me uh keeps me going even though yeah. sometimes it's not as beautiful you know yeah and i don't know for you but i think for me my why is deeper than the times although you know publicly i might speak about the goals and for the times that's not my main why that makes sense yeah yeah every i mean everyone uh, has a different uh, set of journey and goals and uh, why and uh, the way, the way they move and you know like different kind of things for every person works motivation wise you know it is not like one set of rules that works for everyone it's it's just you need to know to find what works for you like yeah. how to stay motivated and to find a right person to to be motivated by and to hold you accountable it's so many variables because human human beings are so complex uh creatures yeah totally agree with that and although we've spoken about some of the like getting through the challenges and speaking back to it sometimes it's not always that easy i mean i've had the situation where i remember when i did my first london i did nearly five hours and you know that was pretty tough to take and you know i hated running <laughs> for, for quite a while and i ran berlin afterwards and i think even after that i still hated it and i was just like i'm not running i'm done with running and it took me a while to actually come back and fall in love with running again i know you've had a kind of similar experience where you were at boston and you didn't get the time that you wanted due to do you know i mean just the the just the toughness of the course and the the weather conditions and i know you sort of decided to take some time off running you know do other things sort of rediscover that sort of passion 
mean, how did you kind of rediscover the joy for running at that point? Uh, it's all goes back to working with your head. Uh, yeah, back at that time, I uh, started working with a new coach and uh, it's kind of like kept me a little bit more curious and motivated because I was starting something new and uh, in a new way. And uh, the coach that I worked with back then, he was a huge believer in a mental training. And I was, I knew that like on Boston Marathon, I failed my mental thing, like my mental, ch mental chatter kind of like made me lose the race before I started it. I like, I, I lost it like mentally, not physically. And uh, uh, I was so curious about like incorporating new stuff in my training, like trying new different ways. And uh, uh, that was interesting though you know like uh living in so i back then also i lived in austin texas and it's so hot during the summertime so that's like very mentally hard to go through like hot days and uh i'm, I'm not super good in like humidity and heat so but it's kind of like cool how you overcome and how you stay consistent and you don't give up um yeah it's i don't have like one straight answer to that it's it's hard it just looks you know sometimes also like when you take some time off from running then you miss it like so much it's like because it's you've been doing it for so long time you just can't live without it yeah it's funny because sometimes you sort of when you're for example if you're running you'd be like oh i don't want to run today but then if you're say you can't run for injury or work you see someone else running you're like oh you look at it through like some rose tinted sort of glasses and like oh it'd be so nice to be running today <laughs> so how <laughs> funny is this huh it is but it's interesting going back to we spoke about boston as well and just the mental chatter before i mean do you feel kind of moving forward that like you said there was like too much going on in your mind that you probably then i guess for moving forward that you would have less of that mental prep going through? I mean, how would that work? I'm kind of rambling on here. Yeah, sure. So um, I had a big, uh, big dream goal for a Boston Marathon and I've been training very hard and my training was going pretty well. And uh, every time, like uh, during my training time, it's uh, kind of like um, I'm not always achieving the paces that I will be showing on the race day. So I wasn't too worried about like not hitting certain paces during my training. I believed in this, you know, super compensation when you have a good appropriate amount of rest and then you sh like, uh, like you show super amazing results on the race day. And that's what I hope for. But then also like uh, the weather is not supposed to be good. And then um, back then uh, our coach, uh, started talking about the that it's going to be tough and uh, i got so overwhelmed and worried about how the weather going to be and how it will mess up with my um with my goal and then lots of runners have been tell have been uh, talking about how boston is a not a race to compete at but a race just as a reward to have fun with 
um, and uh, but for me like for me race is not to have fun for me race is uh, like it's like an exam to show like what I can and also like to 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 show all my work that I have been doing you know because I'm doing it for a reason and then like lots of different opinions and Boston is like it was so many people over there and uh, you would hear lots of things and uh, I just got probably overwhelmed with all the information that I got that I really started doubting myself like maybe maybe I shouldn't be even trying like going after my goal you know and uh, when I started it I kind of like okay maybe I will have fun and then like like later when I was thinking about it I was like how is that like how could I like say I would have fun for something I've been working like I don't know for two years I've been working like to get into the Boston and uh, to run that race and then no it's just for fun for nothing then why was training and uh, but but that was a good um that was a good experience uh because because i never had that before and uh, i had something to work on and analyze and uh, see where were my mistakes and what can i do next time better and uh uh like chicago marathon it was like totally different race and uh it was mentally strong race. And I was proud like about my mental work on that race. That's really good. What year did you run Boston in? It was uh, 2019, I ran Boston. And okay. uh, yeah, probably. You had, hot, you had the hot year, didn't you? Because I think I, I ran it in 2018. I had the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the cold, rain, wet. And you guys had like the absolutely baking year. I think it was cold and then it was absolutely baking afterwards. Yeah, it 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 was uh, it was uh, super stormy the yeah. day I ran, and then uh, <laughs> when this uh, huge hill was there, it started yeah. like super hot and uh, humid, and it was burning you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. It was just like the weather just was such extreme. So yeah, and I, I think yeah, what you said there is just amazing because like there's so many lessons in it. But like you said at the time, it's 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 hard. But then you took it to Chicago. It's like for example, the stuff that I heard was like when you especially when you go to the races you've got so many opinions people like you know what you're going to do this this is going to happen the weather's going to be terrible what how you're going to cope with it and then you know and then they're like you know it's not a course to run fast in and it's like <laughs> do you know what i mean it's sort of really shrinking your goals like you said that you're like oh, i want to be just run the fun they're like oh no i'm not here to have fun <laughs> i'm here to run it <laughs> so. yeah yeah that's like a it's like a, a process that you need to learn how to do it it's like that's why we need to keep journaling like all the time just because like your mind played tricks you need to memorize yeah. like what you should be doing because you don't remember what you have eaten like a couple of days ago right yeah exactly yeah so that's why like journaling is so important <laughs> i mean it's su- it's such an important thing to learn because it happens to all of us and i i'm not saying i'm an expert by any stretch of imagination i've still got a long way to go but when i did my last marathon before the race it was windy and raining and I put something in my Instagram story saying, oh man, like, the weather is terrible. And you know, it gets into your head and you're like, oh man, this is going to be really bad. And then I was like, after I was like, I can't delete it. But I was like, this is ridiculous. You, are you going to say, tell, turn around to yourself after this race is done and say, you didn't give your best. You, you wimped out because it was cold and wet. You've trained for like years. You know, you tried last year to break sub three. So you're going to do it. 
So, and it's like, but I, I wouldn't have been able to do that, say, a year ago or two years ago, because, you know, it would have just been too overwhelming. I would have just been like, you know, stuck into it. So I think like, it's hearing your experience and with mine and my, your experience in Chicago, mine as well recently, it sort of goes to show that actually those experiences are tough at the, at the moment, but actually can make you a lot stronger later. Yes. Yes, I totally agree because, yeah, I'm I'm so impressed with 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 what you achieved. Like honestly, it's like gives me some fire like to keep moving. I think we all inspire each other, and uh, I think that's the the amazing thing about this sort of running community. I think, like we all, although we've not met, we have an understanding of what it's taken to get to where we've gotten to, from where we started. Yeah, right. So. I mean, I've asked you some questions about obviously, Boston and things like that, but if you were interviewing yourself, what question would you ask yourself? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting question. <laughs> I never thought about that. Um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, what would I ask my future self or what my future self would ask me. But uh, let me think. Let me think. Um yeah, maybe I would ask like what keeps me going <laughs> because uh, because probably it's too often I want to quit and I still yeah. surprised that I'm still <laughs> going and doing things, uh, especially like, you know, like this this year is so challenging because uh, not much races happening and uh, I had a big goals for this year and uh, I couldn't accomplish them just because the races were cancelled. So I had to reevaluate my goals and uh, to focus on different things to be working on. Yeah. So yeah, how to keep going? Like how how do I keep going? I think that's really cool. Yeah, you sort of yeah speak to yourself and like give yourself that kind of pep talk and that 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 reassurance for it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, it, yeah, it's so interesting also, like, uh, right now it got me into thinking, like, if I am my future self, if I am a person who achieved what I want to achieve right now, what, what would I tell myself right now, you know, yeah. from that person who achieved that, that that's kind of cool. And uh, that f- my future self would have would have told me right now, like, keep going, keep pushing, because you will... You will not achieve what I achieved if you will stop doing what you're doing. It's an interesting point, though, because I think if you knew that you were going to achieve something, then you would have the confidence would have come. But sometimes it's nice not, I know that sounds weird, but like to retrospectively not know. Do you mean that yes. you would have achieved X? Do you know what I mean? Because then you, it, it makes the process more valuable. That is true. But also, like, uh, oftentimes I have uh, those thoughts in my mind, like, uh, I have a feeling that that if I got to keep working, I will achieve great things. I don't know. I have some kind of confidence somewhere, not always, but sometimes it's there and then it keeps me going. I think, yeah, the, the, the will to keep going, that why is, is so fundamental and it, as people you know we, it changes and as, as we change so i think yeah having that sort of conversation with yourself future and past self is such a an interesting conversation because i'm sure the future self would be like <laughs> are you sure <laughs> <subject>. yeah 
Uh, yeah, few, most of, most of our future self would would say like you shouldn't be worried right now as much as you are worried about like nonsense things, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you could go back to your younger self, it'd be like just relax. It doesn't right. matter about this. Just tr like trust yourself more. But at the time, you're just like this is the most important thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that makes life fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it makes it fun when you look back at it, but during it, it's pretty terrible. It's <laughs> pretty hard to get through it. So, yeah. And we've spoken about, you know, Boston as well being a challenging race, but then we moved on to Chicago. And I, I take that as probably one of your sort of highlights. Can you sort of tell us what about that race and why it's one of your highlights? So... um I uh, train. I went to training uh, to Boulder, where I right now live currently in Colorado. Uh, but in 2019, I was uh, coming, uh, like I came in August, to train on altitude to see if I could improve my um, my running because uh, altitude training uh, has uh, has has some benefits in uh, yeah. uh, training. Uh, so. I've been training uh, hard and I've been uh, doing the best work and I've been incorporating uh, mental training. I tried uh, those like visualizations and uh, I, I incorporated this um, um, app for mental training called uh, Champion's Mind, which has like guided visualizations and self-talks and uh, it kind of like empowers you and fueling you. And uh, yeah, also Chicago uh, happened to be uh, on the day of uh, birthday of my father, but yeah. my father is not uh, alive. And it's kind of like, was kind of a special race for me. And uh, uh, my dad, he, he loved so much um, uh, Queen, uh, the uh, music band, Freddie Mercury. And... Uh, that I remember right, like right now that on the starting line, they were playing uh, lots of songs uh, from Queen. And uh, it's kind of like, uh, I had this feeling that this is a special race. This is where I'm going to do my best. And uh, I know I can. And uh, it was kind of like, you know, it tears and happiness at the same moment. And I knew that like, my father would have been proud of me like knowing what I'm doing right now because uh, um, he died before uh, I became a runner and before I moved to US. And uh, uh, it's kind of like a race um, that I dedicated to him because it was uh, his birthday day and uh, I incorporated and tried to show my best with what I could. And uh, I tried to be patient in the beginning of the race, I was running with pacers. And then, uh, like later, I, uh, after six, uh, uh, after six miles, 10 kilometers, I uh, speeded up a bit. And uh, even though it was windy at some points, like a lot, uh, it was a really good day. And uh, I felt it. I felt the vibe. And, uh, at, you know, like when, there, when I feel good at 13 miles, I know that the race is good. So I felt really good, uh, like along the way, 
I don't remember much because like when you run uh, Chicago, like, well, any marathon, you don't see much. <laughs> you you kind of like see the crowd, but you don't see things and you don't know how things look. So I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Mar marathon makes me uh, those kind of emotions that I cannot explain. That's why also like I want to keep doing it because it is not something that you would do every day, but it is something that you work really hard to show you the best results. And then after all, you feel super accomplished. And um, uh, yeah, I, so I did smart work pace-wise and I did smart work mental-wise because I've been giving myself only like empowering and good thoughts and it kept fueling me to the finish line, even though like the last little part, it seemed like a huge heel. Yeah. I was like, oh no, but I've, I didn't stop. I, I was able to run it through and uh, it felt so good. It felt so good. I don't know. I think there's so many great points that you noted there. I think, yeah, visualization is so key. And I, I think like we talked about earlier on, it, it, it is important, like having that process in place, it, goes into subconscious it gives you that calm and that confidence that you know i mean obviously you can't predict and what is going to happen in a marathon there will be things that you know will be challenging and you've just got to get through it but having that confidence was like one of the differences like you said from that to compare to boston and even separate like we talked about your father as well and obviously it's you know it's, it's fate almost isn't it really having that music there it's almost like you feel it's 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 bigger than you you know what i mean you've got like he's like he's there with you you've got that sort of extra boost yeah i think that's amazing and you know yeah i think in terms of like the race as well like that's something i've been working on as well just even though you're on tapered legs just don't go too crazy just be patient in the first part and then just gradually build your way into your pace yeah 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 marathon is like you know uh it's it's a very interesting distance. It is uh, like, it doesn't matter what level you are at, whether you're a beginner marathoner or I, you know, like close to Kipchoge, you can still mess up that race because if you will not do smart work, because um, it's all about meticulous planning about, you have to be super patient in the beginning, but you want to be fast, right? In the beginning, that's where, lots of mistakes people do and then they cannot finish and accomplish the goals they 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 want to achieve and um it's like i say I, i'd say it's like through the halfway for sure you have to be super patient and uh so many people say that actual actual race starts only a last 10k on the marathon and uh i believe that's true because after like, I don't know, 30 something kilometers, like after 20 miles, it's like different thing that you are doing. It is not a very beginning and you're not as fresh and you never finish fresh on the marathon. I agree. I think the race does start after mile 20. and It's that last 10K when, you know, the fatigue is setting in and how you respond and so many factors are in play. For me as well, I, I always think that as well that the marathon owes me nothing even though you've done like months of training or years of training i never go into expecting just like oh i've done this so i i'm owed this because i know there's always a point within it that's going to challenge you it's going to ask you okay 
how much do you really want it what are you going to do when this happens and you know it's it's uncomfortable and but that's almost like the beauty of the marathon it's almost just like i think it takes you to a place of feeling more connected and more alive to yourself yes yes i think i think you're right and also like marathon keeps you humble it's kind of like you can never be like super confident that that you can like you got this because like in this last 10k everything can happen and you just you just need to be ready to succeed but you also need to be ready to accept what happens and uh like to work on whatever it happens at the moment and uh deal with it so also like a good good um good advice on the marathon it just stay in each mile if you mess up one mile it just like keep going and like con- like concentrate on each mile at a time don't go like too ahead like okay i need to build up or catch up the time or whatever just leave it as it is just keep back on pace like normalize your breath and then you can deal with it and then you can improve if you can because it's so many mistakes can be done by like this like little things that we think okay if i will not speed up here i will lose it no <laughs> you may save some time and win it at the end if you will be smart yeah i love that point you said about staying in the moment and that's something that i believe in as well just not being too too, too cocky you've got to be humble because people have asked <laughs> yeah. this before in terms of like when did you know sub three was on and i always said well I, did, I never allowed myself to get into that stage of believing it was going to happen because then you can start easing off and start letting things happen. And, you know, I was just like, until I cross the line, then <laughs> it's not yeah. done. Yeah, it keeps you engaged. Like this this last 0.2 or like this yeah. last kilometer, it will, you know, and those like last, last markers, they yeah. like last forever. They are longer than the <laughs> marathon itself. Oh, that it, it's just, it does it keeps you humble and it's just an incredible experience and I think it, it changes the lives of everyone that runs it regardless of what time you run it in so it's amazing to hear like how similar sort of our experiences are and uh, I think so many other people can obviously relate to this as well beyond that and like a day-to-day level what makes you feel the most empowered whilst you're running I like uh, when I can accomplish things that I don't think I can accomplish and um, it makes me as you said feel alive and uh, you know I kind of like collect those wins and uh, it helps me move forward you know I I, I read this uh, listen to the book of uh, David Goggins can't hurt yeah. me. I don't know if you uh, read this book or listened Love to it. Tokens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, he said like things like cookie jar that yeah. when you feel bad, you you know you collected all those wins, and then when you feel bad, you like keep it. Uh, you take this cookie jar <laughs> cookie, and uh, it keeps you going. And um, I like running keeps me challenging and uh, it gives me a power because uh, like for example every single workout uh, it's a win I don't like for example threshold uh, workouts and uh, it's something that's really hard on me and uh, each that workout that I can do close to the goal pace it's 
it empowers me already <laughs> because I'm doing hard stuff. And when I'm doing something hard, it makes me stronger and empowers me and fuels me. Uh, because even today I didn't um, uh, did what I wanted to do, like how I wanted it to do. But uh, I have a feel of uh, being empowered by finishing all of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like the same. I, I feel like although you can look at the highlights of the runs that went well in your training block, some of the ones that make me feel most empowered are the ones that really were difficult. So I think those ones are you know, equally as important as obviously, you know, smashing your times or get the times that your 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 coach wants you to hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also like in all this, uh, you know, in all this process, it's kind of like um, it's very important to always recognize some kind of win in whatever training and situation you have. This is also like very, very hard to do, but there is always something good even in the worst training, you know, it gives you something good. And it's, it takes time to learn how to recognize that. That's a great point. Yeah, find the win in what you've done. I think, you know, celebrate your wins because if you, it's so easy to focus on the things that, you know, aren't as, as great. And I think, like you said, it, it, it adds so much to your day and you know your confidence and just your perspective if you if you're searching out what went well rather than the things that didn't go so well yes what is one non-negotiable behavior that or superstition that you do daily i have my morning routine and uh so uh what i do i journal i uh, meditate and i read something so those like three things I should do like at least five minutes each. Uh, yeah. And uh, it kind of like sets my mind for the day. And uh, it's been known like from many successful people that uh, like first hour of your day, uh, like can impact on the rest of your day, what you're going to be doing. That's why I want to feed my mind with the good things to empower myself. So I could empower others basically set your intentions at the, at the start of the day to carry through to the rest of the day rather than being almost like rudderless and without kind of focus yes yes yeah I, like for example reading some uh like i love reading motivational books the ones like yeah. that i could get some smart quotes and uh, it kind of like fuels me and then my workout goes better and then i'm doing more meaningful meaningful posts so I could inspire also like more people on Instagram or whatever I post, you know. But, you know, listening to what you're saying, actually, it's it's so interesting. I don't know if you realize it as well, but from the time we've spoken, it, it seems like you, your mind, like you're looking to find the good in the day. Even when you speak about the quotes and things like that, you're, you're actively searching. Where can I find it? And I think when you put your focus into that, you'll actually find more of those things rather than. You basically get what you, you focus on. Yes. Yes. You, th this is so true. Uh, that's why it's kind of like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really a big believer in a positive thinking and the optimistic way and uh, all those things work. And uh, uh, we tend to lose focus all the time. And that's why you need to keep feeding your good wolf, uh, you know, because we have all of us, we have 
bad wolf and good wolf and uh, the one that you feed the most wins according to the legend so and uh, also like if we will talk about garden of the flowers you know it's so easy like to let this weed one weed spread along the flowers and uh i don't know eat them all and uh, so that's why it's like if you find some weed you remove it and you better like seed more flowers and it's it's great examples like what you spoke about with boston the mindset going into that and the mindset going into chicago you know how it kind of started and it kind of escalated quite quickly in boston and then for chicago it's kind of process in place and just following it and just keeping it going yes process and routine is very important and that's why it's kind of like you're less likely to fail if you have like certain routine and uh i don't remember i i've been listening to one of the book and uh, they were talking about michael phelps how he had before like each competition the same very routine it's like no matter what he does he does like two hours routine yeah. all the time and uh that's why he succeeds all the time because like it's a sequence that sets your mind to the right mindset yeah focus on what you can control and giving less thought to the, the externals the uncontrollables and, yes uh, we look at it, a lot of it is actually uncontrollable the only thing that you can really control is how you react to these things happening true where can people follow your journey online uh so i have a instagram it's l y u t s i k uh my login and uh yeah so that's the main source where i'm at and from there uh, they can find my uh websites and everything that i suggest and offer fantastic lubov it's been great talking to you Thank you for being a guest on the Runner's Life podcast. Yes, thank you so much. It's such an honor, an honor to be a guest on your podcast. And uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, I'm really happy that I found another like-minded person uh, in this running community, community. And I just love it, like finding like people who have the same mindset and uh, interesting to talk to. Yes, and likewise, and it's amazing when you sort of see someone else on another side of the world having a similar journey and thought processes to yourself. Thank you for being a guest on the Runners Life podcast. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Runner's Life. If you found value in this episode and you want to support the show, please share with your community, post on your social media channels, and encourage them to listen and subscribe. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash a runner's life. If you want to get updates on the podcast or you want to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram at a runner's life underscore podcast and at the marathon markers. Your time is valuable. So thank you for spending your time listening to this episode of a runner's life podcast.